0: Welcome to Our World Plainly Seen. Insights and commentary on the world around us with Dr. Frank Kaufman. Good morning. Frank Kaufman here. I want to do a brief piece on the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. This is, in many ways, the central issue of the day. I made a podcast The Day After Russia Invaded, that's available here in the uh, Settlement Podcasts. You can listen to it. I believe what I had to say then still stands and is still valuable for those of us who are interested in assessing our personal commitment and understanding of these events and to see how we might contribute if we can. On this particular moment, I want to exercise or express a criticism of the current popular engagement with this war. Intelligent people should know that legacy media or mainstream media is a broken enterprise. It has established itself as committed to political and narrative manipulation. It has been constantly and unerringly wrong for years on end now that has been exposed and hopefully more and more people will recognize that in order to advance narrative and ideological biases, the media finally had to in, in collusion with elected government tech platforms, tech capacities and media itself, they've had to form a coalition in order to simply censor or oppress or prevent the expression of views contrary to the narrative that they seek to put forward. If one is honest and traces such things as the history of commentary on masks that people wore hoping to relate to COVID in that way, the history of vaccinations even, the history of what else? The election, the 2020 election, rather than allowing open debate, the history of the history of the disease itself, the origins of the disease, COVID-19, in all of the cases that I've mentioned, it has never been the case where, in recent years, legacy media, uh, tech platforms on which media uh, rules or runs, and governments in power, simply prevent open discussion of such things as the efficacy of medicines the efficacy of prophylactics like masks, the efficacy of a new form of uh, injections that are not technically vaccines, rather than allow open debate, which is the foundations of science, open debate, in all of these cases, it has come to be the case that if you express a dissenting opinion from that which this coalition seeks to have as held as truth, One is prevented from speaking, censored, deplatformed, canceled. This probably, if we ever get out of it, it will be recognized as the cause of of death, of a lot of death. For example, if there's a medicine that works following contracting COVID, if it works in the early stages, and that was prevented from even being discussed, those involved should properly be on trial for crimes against humanity. They've caused death. By suppressing open scientific conversation about the efficacy of medicines i said that this uh, podcast is on russia ukraine the reason why i i transgressed briefly into mentioning the issue of broken media is because if if you look at media now vis-a-vis this war in russia this this russian invasion of ukraine it's identical during the past several years there has been established in free countries in the united states in canada and in other free democracies of course they happen in established tyrannies this or or, or autocracies this, this is known but the fact that what are technically called free democracies have entered into a period of forbidden expression forbidden dissent uh protesters are imprisoned in solitary confinement without charges for months and months on end that that didn't happen in communist china or or putin's uh what do you call it tyrannical regime this happened in the united states of america the united states of america or that someone would you were not allowed to say you were not allowed to question the results of the 2020 election as a private citizen just expressing a point of view your accounts would be closed and, and erased and eradicated. Even if you had gone through years of trying to build up a big audience or even try to earn some money through the expression of your opinions, these were just removed, simply removed, if you publicly expressed doubts about the outcome of the 2020 election. So this is contrary to a free and open society in which people are encouraged to debate and arrive at the truth through the exchange of different ideas and theoretically one would imagine that that which is true would rise to the top and would become popularly held so we're living in a time in which we're living in a time in which this corporate bond of uh, government power technological power media power are all acting in lockstep to control what information is made available that's the situation under which people like you and me have to try to form an opinion about the reality of the russia russian invasion of the ukraine this is a tragic situation because the military invasion of a country is a is a tragedy beyond imagination it's the most immediate apart from natural disasters like typhoons and hurricanes military attack on 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 a sovereign nation and in which civilians including men women and children are. Dying and suffering as a result of military attack there's nothing worse in our collective life as citizens in the world and and we live in a time in which we know we should know for a fact. That we can't that those responsible to provide information to us about something as important as this have disqualified themselves for years. They have established that they have a narrative they want to put forward and will imprison lock remove the rights take away the free speech censor block deplatform cancel anyone with a dissenting point of view and yet now we have the burden of trying to understand what's going on in one of the most important things is happening in the world today namely the invasion of a sovereign nation by a nuclear power we so desperately need access to information and if and if people have not really worked hard to try to build a, a a collection of of information in which you can try to distill what might possibly be true especially in important matters a lot of people are uh in a difficult position but that doesn't stop that doesn't stop the constant refrain of people uh, constantly expressing certitude about the realities of something as complicated as this invasion. My, my little quip or my little, it's not a joke, there's, not, there's nothing to be joked about here, but my little quip was in a single day, the entire nation of the United States is it has gone from being virologists, one of the, mo- one of the most uh, insuperable and difficult areas of science and medicine suddenly everybody's a virologist some schmo on the street is telling me is is insisting that I'm an enemy of the people for not uh, uh whether or not I want to be uh vaccinated or not what do they know what do they know about the the difficulty of understanding medicine at this level and yet everybody's an expert um this uh, i forget malone popularized the the uh the name what is it mass formation psychosis or herd mentality you you can the fact that you have massive numbers of people simply willing to parrot unexamined propaganda is a a highly problematic reality that we're living in now so under the conditions of a of a genuinely broken media no matter who you are on what side you are go through the newspapers day by day by day for the past three or four years and see how many things that were censored and forbidden or actually dead wrong, dead wrong. Again and again, day by day by day by day, the story changes and suddenly things that are affirmed as true were actually cause for criminal uh, uh, imprisonment of people for even saying things that now we know are absolutely true. So as I was saying, my little quipper, my little joke on this was that in a single day, everyone has gone from becoming expert virologists to experts on Central Asian political history. How did that happen? How How did people suddenly have perfect certitude About one of the one of the most ancient, one of the most conflicted, one of the most difficult areas. Everybody's an expert on Ukraine and saying what we should do and how we should be militarily involved. Uh, What what do people know? I would like to hear from, I would like to, I would bet, even from the people I'm watching on TV, speaking authoritatively about what the U.S. military position should be and whether sanctions work or something like that, I would like to hear from, I'd like to just pick a random reporter off one of these talking heads news shows and ask that person, what are the, what are all the names of all the, of all the seas or ocean borders around Ukraine, or name me all the countries on the borders in the surrounding Ukraine. And yet they're speaking to me as experts on the Ukraine. Okay, so my first point is is a simple one. We are living in an era of herd mentality and mass psychosis formation, in which suddenly somehow whole populations full of people just parrot what they've heard. But what they've heard from media, tech, and government, uh, 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 a violation of constitutional rights on a consistent basis for years, they're parroting something which any simple examiner will recognize as broken. And under those circumstances, under the conditions of broken media and information, and under the circumstances of, of evident, instant, instantly producible mass formation psycho- psychosis, we're, we're supposed to be forging our opinion on the Ukraine. America is, was, until recently, had rebuilt its military capacity, but in a certain way, it's a soft nation. It's we're so rich. All of our military are professionals. They're, they're hired there. They're well-trained, they're expert, they're incredible soldiers. Our military gear is incredible. But it's not a country like that would, uh, I don't know what would happen if somebody invaded America. I don't know where the fighters would come from. I read another thing that, I forget who said this. It said, you're going to, you you expect someone to defend, defend America to the death, to be out on the front lines and in the trenches when they can't even get over someone using the wrong pronoun for them, that that breaks them down for weeks. They're weeping on, weeping in public media for days and days, can't breathe because someone used the wrong pronoun for them. And these are the, where are we going to find defenders of the United States? So here's the main point of what I want to describe in this um, in this podcast. All this instant expertise is problematic. America's a relatively, I don't wanna call it a weak country, but it, it talks a loud game, it threatens a loud game. It's very squeamish, it, it doesn't want our soldiers anywhere. If a, if, a, if a military commander tried to, it's another thing, another thing, this is, I didn't plan to speak about this, But we have a military that's just that's more determined to try to parade transgender generals and infantry and fire fire admirals while at sea Navy admirals at sea firing them for not taking an mRNA injection uh, prior to its uh, FDA approval, things like this. And so America doesn't have a big taste for being for being they have big taste for being a tough guy threatening people but it doesn't have a big taste for being in any way involved militarily. The problem is that physical military aggression is prehistoric, it's medieval. It's it's from a, the the shock of what Russia did is that, is that you have to say, are you kidding me? In the, in the 21st century, in 2020 or 2022, you, you are attacking, you are physically attacking a sovereign nation with your with your army what is why don't you just why don't you just get on on horses with jousting spears If if you ever see if you ever see in any circumstance an individual who has been so reduced in their capacity to deal with the situation that they resort to physical violence it's just plain brutish it's it's the, the only thing you can say about such an individual is he lost it. If you're in a bar or a restaurant or out in the park, somebody insults you. Oh, we just saw it on the saw it on the uh, Oscars. He lost it. You say he lost it. The, the uh, academy. Oh, we don't condone violence of any sort. They spend billions of dollars producing the most gory violent things you you can't turn on anything that the academy produces almost i'm not that's exaggeration that's nothing but pure violence but they condone we don't condone violence we don't condone violence any occasion in which someone has trans has left the capacity to engage in the confines of social reality and just and just resort to physical violence it's it's purely primitive it doesn't matter if it's an individual it doesn't matter if it's a nation so russia's attack on the ukraine is nuts it's 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 nuts it's the same thing you'd say about the guy in the park or the guy in the bar it's like what happened to that guy he's actually he's actually hauled off and punched this guy in the teeth of course the guy was a jerk you know he was a loud mouth he was a wise guy he's talking all night long somebody needed to do something with that guy but you don't punch him in the mouth it's it's a low it's a low thing and on the international level what russia did regardless of the legitimacy of its claims it's a low thing to do and so and so people who are expert on talking about how to stop this militarily there's no it already shouldn't exist are you going to get a bigger guy to punch the other guy in the mouth is that the way it works what has to be done is that that the conflict has to be stopped The conflict has to be stopped all intelligence should be dedicated to stopping the conflict stopping the conflict, by all means, by every means. That means advancing the negotiations being involved in negotiations serving the negotiations, if you have a stake in the matter if you're the United States or you're the EU. The the main concentration of all of our resources of all of our intelligence of any any influence we may have internationally is to stop this at the soonest possible moment and then all the difficult matters uh, geopolitical matters have to be resolved and attended to okay but free countries like germany and nato the u.s they trying to they they're trying to diminish Russia's capacity to or support military. They're hoping that there's enough uh, there's enough attrition in the Russian military. They're hoping that the war becomes unsustainable for the Russians. They can't afford it. cut off their oil uh, money, which was so so miserably done. It was it, it, had, it was I won't even go there it did not diminish their capacity to perpetrate war in the short term, by any means, by any means. But that's the instant thing. These are the toughest sanctions we've ever, and first they're meant to deter, then I never said they deter. Again, not the point. The point is that uh, an act of of economic deterrence is participating in the war. It is participating in the war. The reason being is because, as I said, if war is brutish, The way nations still aggress against one another is by military is by economic manipulation and there's there's something even higher than economic manipulation that's tech intelligence information. So if we're in a world war, if we're in a war, just because we're not sending boys onto the soil. No matter how many gaffes that say I'm about that, we're going to send them. Just because we're not sending boys and women into Ukrainian soil doesn't mean we're not in the war. The economic integration of all global powers, big and small, is you, you either have a world at peace or you have a world at war. Establishment of economic sanctions is an act of war. It's an act of war, it's economic war, it's in the war. But even higher than our economic integration, look at what the economic sanctions have done. You have the President of the United States for the first time, who would ever ever dreamt that that the richest country in the history of the world would have a President of the United States standing up and telling its entire population, expect food shortages. That means you're in war, it means you're in war. There's going to be there's going to be massive starvation for those countries, including African countries, including all the great causes of the poor and the impoverished because of the because of the the absolute ruination of energy, fertilizer, agriculture in that area of the world. Just because we're not sending planes or it's not the question of whether yes, send MiGs, Ukraine defend itself fine it's such short thinking economic economic act is being in the war the whole world is becomes at war people in america suffer children starve that's what's being at war and then higher than that is the technological and and information integration of the world if you have an enemy, just because you're, just because you, you think there's somebody, these guys on TV, he'll never, he'll never uh, use nukes. Pfft, doesn't matter. It, you don't need nukes. All you need to do is, all you need to do is cripple the, uh, cripple the entire uh, electric system in in eight U.S. cities. Somebody can't do that. Probably some jerk in, uh, in, a, in a Ukrainian basement could do that. I guess I imagine. How about closing all the banks? How about how about closing all the fuel supplies? Just just with a just with a, with a a virus. The 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 Israelis crippled the Iranian nuclear in, uh, 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 science progress with a Stuxnet with a virus. That's what, if you want to know what war. If you want to know what war is, it doesn't it would be it would be far less concerning. If some if some missile penetrated U.S. airspace, some missile from Russia and landed, you know, near a suburb, yeah, a lot of people, yeah, that'd be a big a big bomb near a mall, and a, and a lot of people would die. But it'd be far different than crippling the entire like economic system just with with a uh, with a uh, attack on the technology uh, along which uh, the rails on which the entire world economic system exists. So, so theoretically, one would have imagined that we'd never be at a place where we're doing something so brutish as, be, as sending planes over and bombing people. Hopefully, we, we thought we were at the end of that, but we're not at the end of the risk and danger of conflict. So, for example, these economic sanctions, oh, how smart, oh, we're going we're gonna to prevent Russia from being able to perpetrate the war and then instantly we get on the brink of losing the value of the petrodollar the complete destabilization of the entire global economic system the, like days days later saudi arabia's in negotiations with uh, china to to establish a different currency base for the for the movement of energy all around the world and suddenly that oh, oh i'm so smart we're not going to really send soldiers or planes we're not going to protect ukrainian airspace we're just going to give sanctions, and suddenly America is on the brink of losing losing its uh, basis or foundation for its economic basis of engagement in world affairs. And China of all places, China of all places, would become currency basis for... Got a mute for a siren. Hold on, please. Sorry, that's life in New York. So there you have it. My basic point is this. War is brutish. The reaction that thinks, oh, we're not getting into a war is naive and errant. More profound is economic international warfare because the entire global economic system is very fragile and tied together and relies on harmonious cooperation, even if contentious, even if competing. But that's war. The entire information system, the entire technology system, all of banks, all of air control, shipping control, all of this is computer based. If you're at war, the danger is the crippling of systems that, that, keep, that keep normalcy. We don't know how many systems running on computers are, are just protecting our capacity to, uh, for cars to run, for trains to run. And I'm troubled by instant expertise. And I'm troubled by short-sightedness on this and misunderstanding what's the nature of war in our time. And the point is, when conflict arises, the point is to settle it as fast as possible, settle it as fast as possible. That's the mission of all people outside of the fight that's taking place. And to imagine that it's confined to stopping military aggression, which is the smallest thing it's pieces of metal it's planes dropping on pieces of ground uh, and 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 harming and injuring people it's it's small compared to the damage that can be done with a single flick of the switch. Uh, Thanks a lot for listening Uh, uh, my prayer is and my ask is let's be more learners than experts and let's understand. Let's have a longer and broader and more long term vision and a higher and more complex assessment of what Russia has brought the world into with this uh, physical military attack. Thank you very much for listening. Be back with you again soon.